Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. What's going on, everybody? Uh, welcome to post game here on Cyclone Fanatic. My name is Chris Williams. I'll, I think I'm going to be joined by Jared Stansberry pretty soon. There he is. He just popped in. Want to thank our friends. <sighs> thank all of our friends from Carl Auto Group, Centurion Stone of Iowa. God bless them as we react to what was one of the more heartbreaking. Iowa State football losses that I can remember in quite some time, and that is quite the um, that's quite the statement to make. Hold on, I'm pulling up all my stats and all that good stuff here. I've been in our game watch. I'm knocking this out, and then I've got to go on the Cyclone Radio Network for post game here momentarily as well. Um, dramatic ending for Iowa State as I bring in Jared Stansberry. <laughs> What the hell, man? What the hell? <laughs> what the, I mean, what the hell was that? I want to break something. I want I, I want to I want to get violent right now. And I don't I don't do that very often. Violence is the answer for me at this particular point in time. And I know that that's not right. I just kissed my daughters when I walked in the door. Um, but I, I want to I want to take a chair. And I want to throw it through the wall is how I'm feeling at this point in time. I just don't understand why this keeps happening, dude. Like, I, I don't. It doesn't so let's make go to, it, it doesn't make any sense. It just doesn't make any what, sense. So what doesn't for you like the club, the f- four losses by 14 points? What particularly? I mean that, but it's the the way that these games have gone, you know, and for them to lose the game that they did the way that they just did. I mean, I don't think that I had, you know, like I expected them to win or anything, but it seemed, I felt like they were going to go and score, you know? Well, they should have. If, if X makes the catch the game. And and I was, and I understand that, but I, I don't understand how officials can go to the little iPod, iPad mini, their iPad mini. I don't understand how they can do that. They go there and they watch that play as many times as they did after they had already 
confused what they even ruled it on the field. First, they said it was a fumble. Then they said that the ball carrier was down. That's what they're going to go and review. They come back and say the play had been confirmed, but they had said that the runner was down and they're confirming. So we, they didn't even we know what they were reviewing. No nobody one knew what, knew they what were the hell. Nobody no, knew what the hell was going on. And how is that? How do we keep doing this? How does this continue to happen? How do we have games where, where you can be Bo Freeler on the fourth play of the game in a hit like like that? That's not even that was not as bad as what that hit was. Gets reviewed from the booth. Gets called down and gets reviewed from the booth. Uh, in this one, it's not even mentioned. There never even is a conversation that there potentially could be targeting when someone clearly got hit in the head and is clearly dinged up because of that. Yeah. So here's my deal. Like in if Chris Williams is creating the rules in college football, that's not targeting. Okay. Yeah. Now, but my but to your point, like to people who watch these games, right? Watch watch Iowa State Baylor, watch Baylor, West Virginia, watch the there's no consistent nobody has any clue what targeting is. They don't know. The guys who are getting paid to know don't know. They don't know. They're wrong all the time. And and again, like in my world, that's not targeting. Because you know, the guy didn't lead, he didn't try to lead with his head. Like, right? Like, I don't think that's targeting. Mm-hmm. But when you stack it up consistently against what you have seen, it absolutely is. It's egregious targeting in, in that sense, because we've seen guys get tossed out for so much less. I've just but, reached a uh, point where I've reached a point where if they're gonna throw a flag for any personal foul, like if they can go and, and throw a flag for targeting and call it a personal foul and then go and review that, why can't they do that for, you know, a roughing the passer penalty, like the one that they called on Will McLaughlin, which was awful too? Like at this point, the some of the personal foul penalties, not just in this Iowa State game, in college football in general this season, some of the personal foul penalties, even the NFL, like have swung games. The mm-hmm. officials are getting this wrong so consistently they just that it's don't making know. a difference. No, and that's what the problem is. Yeah. That's what I don't understand. It just Again, and like, now that you add gambling and stuff into this, it's just going to get worse. People are going to get more and more pissed about this stuff. Yeah, again, like my opinion on the play is that it shouldn't have been called targeting. The problem is we've just seen so much worse. And, and then when they botch it where they say what they're reviewing is not what they're reviewing, and then it just leads to speculation. Oh, the Texas League. And then when you're ABC and you have the freaking sideline reporter doing the hook em horn sign in the middle of the student section before the game, it leads us to think these things. Mm-hmm. After the Bob Bowlesby deal with ESPN a little bit over a year ago. So you can't blame the fans for wondering about this shit. Like, you just can't. Like, it's just the reality. Anyways, I mean, a step forward for Iowa State football today, no doubt. Mm-hmm. Hunter Deckers had the bad turnover in the red zone, right? So that that's another notch against Iowa State today. But all in all, you saw an offense get a lot better. Still not running the ball very well. Love to see Jairo Deckers. still doesn't look right. I, think, I mean, I think that once you can get him right, I think this team will be able to run the ball better, but he just doesn't look 100% yet when nope. he gets the ball. In fact, I was surprised that, that he was out there today. Silas led the team in carries. Um, Let's talk about Xavier Hutchinson. 10 catches, 154 yards. 
is a really difficult topic to broach because without Xavier Hutchinson making some of the big plays he does, you're not even in these games. Right. This is the third game in a row where if he makes a catch that he should probably make, Iowa State wins. And he didn't make the catch. The problem I have with it is that, I mean, he's clear. I don't know. He was clearly gassed before that play even started. You know, like X looks like he's exhausted. Well, he's getting targeted game. All and, the time. and I was going to say, and yeah. I'm not blaming him. Yeah. I mean, the dude's been thrown to 48 times in the last three weeks. Like, I get it, you know, and he's running some routes that are deep down the field. He's tired. So that's where I'm sure that, you know, he makes that drop. I'm sure you're just a little bit tired. You can't excuse it. You got to catch, you got to catch the football and go and make the play, win the game, you know, but he still did a couple plays later, comes up with another 20 yard catch that makes up for it and gets you down inside the 40, you know? So it just is X got targeted 13 times and three of them were incomplete. I, I think that, yeah, the one that he misses, like I don't think people can sit here and hammer on X for a week. He might no, be the can't. best receiver, and he might be the best receiver in college football. Like I think that he could win yeah. the Blitnikoff Award with how, as good as he's been to start this season. Totally agree. <laughs> That's what makes it so difficult. Yeah. Because you, you, you hate to hammer him because of everything that you just said, and you're right. But in crunch time, three weeks in a row – like in these huge plays, he just hasn't been able to pull it in. And man, it makes yeah. it hard. It makes man, it I think really you hard. got a shout out though, uh Jalen Nolan, Demetrius Stanley, both those guys played yeah. the ball today. You yeah, know? and Decker's to, to Decker's defense, he saw the field a lot better today, right? Like I would yeah. like to see the target numbers, but Noel had six uh, catches, five Noel for Stanley. Eleven targets uh for Jalen Noel. He had a couple that he dropped that he needs to he'll mm-hmm. need to catch in the future. Uh Demetrius Stanley, five targets for five catch. And for five catches, and then Deshaun Hannock had four targets for three catches. Uh, defense was really, really good, again, as you would expect, to hold that Texas offense to 21 points, uh, make that stop on a short field to start the game where special teams was atrocious again today for Iowa State. You had a missed field goal, you had a block punt, and you had a really bad kick return. Uh, for Texas to, I believe that was at the end of the first half. I'm not sure there was a bad kick return at some point in time. Yeah, it got called back for a holding. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Thank you for that correction. I for, I'd, I'd forgotten about that. Um, all in all, this was a step forward in my mind. I thought that this would be. A, I didn't. I thought that this would be a game that looked semi close on the scoreboard and. Uh, that Iowa State didn't have a chance to win. Iowa State had a chance to win the football game at the end. Again, uh, you just don't execute at certain points. The you know the officiating thing is questionable. Um, you don't want to rely on that. You don't want to have to rely on that. But my whole thing is just it's just hard as a fan when you tune into all these games and nobody knows. And mm-hmm. I know you watch a lot of Big Ten. I watch a lot of Big Ten and SEC. Like you don't have the inconsistency week to week in those leagues like you do in this one and it's just maddening and it just continues to happen the the game on thursday night was the worst example i've ever seen i mean it's an egregious targeting like the the reason the rule was written and they don't call it like these guys don't have a clue and you know i'm not gonna hang it on that like i was thinking of one in other ways we know that they don't have a clue and that's what's frustrating and um, you end it like listen, X makes the catch, don't turn it over in the red zone. All that stuff can be true. 
but it's still frustrating at the end of the day because the guys who are literally getting paid to know the rules don't know the rules because the suits above them, right? Like if they're getting graded and they're trying to do their jobs the best. And it's really, really maddening when you're just sitting here and watching as a fan. That's about all I have to say. It's just a frustrating way to go into the bye week. Would have been nice yes. to win that. I mean, obviously it would have been nice to win that game, but now, I mean, really sour taste. Oklahoma looked a lot better today uh mm-hmm. against Kansas you know so now in two weeks you gotta you're ready to come back and play them but I mean five games left you gotta win three of them if you want to go want to go to a bowl game you know I mean they made good strides this week but they need to make a bunch more this week this next coming week too when they're not going to play a game four losses by 14 points crazy man it's actually really hard to do yeah, like they what they do last year that they had you know six losses by twenty something thirty points or something like that. Like you thought that that would be hard to match or better. Well, this team's figured it out somehow. Man alive! All right, thanks, Jared. Appreciate yep. it. Centurion Stone of Iowa. Thanks to our friends at Carl Auto Group as well. I know my buddies at both of those great companies are equally as frustrated today. Jared will have coverage on the front page of CycloneFanatic.com. Williams and Plume coming up on Sunday. We'll have complete reaction to this difficult, difficult loss for the Cyclones.